Hello everybody, this is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Derek Bernard with us, a multi-talented artist specialized in both vocal and music performance. As a coach, Derek empowers individuals to unlock their unique authentic voices and express their creativity, drawing from his extensive background in this as well as improved theater. His tailored approach nurtured dynamic, self-reliant artists who can adapt effortlessly across various creative landscapes. Beyond coaching, Derek hosts a TikTok channel named Freestyle Philosophers, where he delves into the intersection of philosophy, artificial intelligence, and spirituality, always with a lens on the human experience. So without further delay, let's welcome Derek. Derek, welcome to the show. Thank you, Subrat. Nice to be here. Appreciate it. Most welcome, Derek. Let's begin with your journey. How exactly you are getting into this profession? How did you start into this profession? And tell us like a little bit about your journey. Sure. It is a really interesting story to me anyways. It's, it started, I was halfway through school. Uh, I got a degree from University of Santa Cruz and it was halfway through school that I realized that I should have done music, but it was too late by then. So I finished my business management degree and went off to work like a good little soldier. And it was there that I discovered what misery felt like. So I worked a corporate job for close to 10 years. I worked at Apple, Cisco, Oracle, among others. And Oracle, I worked the longest six years doing project okay. management for the Mantemonate PMO project management office. I was responsible for three major milestones out of the 12 milestone process. Back then, Oracle was gobbling up companies, so I was pretty busy. And one day while working on a particularly large integration, I mistakenly sent thousands of letters to newly acquired customers before I was supposed to. When it was discovered about a year later, I got a call from the legal department. Apparently, I had figured a potential legal liability to the tune of $60 million. And I didn't lose my job or anything, but it, but it was that was a pretty weird day. But during that time, I was reading a book called Mastery by Robert Greene. In it, he discussed yeah. masters in their fields like Albert Einstein or Nikola Tesla, Leonardo da Vinci, and how these people were only remembered for their masterworks, but not for the many hours, days, months, years, and decades they devoted to their craft in order to develop into the masters they eventually became. And these masters had life's, a life's work. And I realized that I didn't. I had followed the direction that I was, that was the sensible play, get a good job and work until you retire. So the question I had asked myself was if I was on my deathbed at 90 years old, and I look back on my life and this is what I did with it, corporate project management, would I be happy with that decision? And the answer came back for me a resounding no. So it was a no brainer at that point, but I didn't quite know what to do how to proceed. So this was back in 2013 in September of that year, my supervisor called me into his office to discuss the mistake I had made. He told me that it was going to go on a, as a black mark on my permanent record. And the absurdity of this sort of rang, rang, in, rang something in me like a bell. This yeah. was like, this was a chance. This was my chance, I thought at the time. So he and I had a pretty good working relationship. And I would say that we were friends. And I pointed out to him that if my heart were into the work I was doing, that I wouldn't be making these types of mistakes. And we wouldn't even be having the conversation. So I felt the best thing for me to do was quit my job and pursue what I loved. I don't think he believed me at the time, or at least he couldn't believe his ears. He didn't think it was a very good idea. Maybe it wasn't. We agreed to set my quit date to, for January 1st, 2014, three months away, presumably to give me ample time to consider what I was doing. I suspect that, that he thought that I would back out and keep my gainful employment with a good paying job and promising career trajectory, but I didn't back out. During all of the time, 2005 to 2015, I was apprenticing with a master of the voice, music, and creativity, John D. Robertus, who passed away a couple of years ago. I was performing around the Bay Area in a band I called Haberdasher. And in order to explore and get a handle on my stage fright, which was an issue for me, pretty bad, I was studying improv theater. I studied for five years at Bats Improv in San Francisco. I eventually began performing in troops 
performed in the United in San Francisco comedy festival a couple of times doing long form improvised plays stories really. But what I enjoyed the most, the bread and butter were the long form improvised musicals where we would create a Broadway-esque musical on the spot out of a single audience suggestion. My favorite was a troupe called the La Musique du Noir, which was loosely based on the noir genre. Broadway musicals are always bright and shiny, which is fine, but I wanted to be able to explore something darker, moodier music in minor keys, which we did when we made up songs on the spot. It was a lot of fun. It taught me that we exist in relation to our stage fright, but we are not owned by it. In fact, as one of my improv coaches, Casey Klim, told us during one of our classes that we would learn to associate that feeling of terror with great success. All we had to do was head in that direction. And yeah, I discovered that was true. It took some years to figure out the stage fright, but, but I did. So fast forward to January 2014, cashed out my 401k and was determined to make music and creativity things somehow. I was venturing out into madness from a social perspective. For a few months, I did nothing. But back in 2005, 2006, after I graduated school, I taught guitar to beginner students while looking for work after my relationship with my fiance then ended. And I thought, given all my accrued experience playing in bands and putting on rock concerts and performing at improv, up to that point, I could teach people how to play and sing their guitar and lately placing an emphasis on creative and stage performance, which I had pretty much gotten a hit on by then. And it actually led to different working types of the people, working with different types of people from song to public speaking. It was my intent to help people develop into independent, self-reliant, competent, plug into most situations, hold their own and have a great time doing it. And that is the premise for, I believe, the coaching. What we're doing here is to, to help people tap into their creative potential and to realize it fully out into the world. And how it's going on now? It's good. I, I have students that I really enjoy working with. Some of them I've been working with for years and we're working on albums or another one's writing okay. a book. Another one's a public speaker and wants to learn how to more effectively present themselves mm -hmm. on stage in front of people. So it's good. I can't complain. Okay. That's wonderful. Okay, so Derek, tell us whom exactly that you are serving, whom exactly that you are working with people and how you are helping them. So like your coaching process or including your coaching process, the way you interact with your clients, some systems. Tell us like what's exactly that process you are also using. It seems it's, I feel like it's really important to come from a place of care. Like first and foremost, it's interesting that when you start working with people who come to you, who want to access something within themselves that you engage in a conversation and a dialogue and a kind of care comes up for their situation. I understand. I get where they're coming from. I was a student myself for years, for a good long yeah. time and, and learned how to learn in that environment. And so there's this kind of spontaneous care that comes up that sort of develops into an active listening style where you hear what they're telling you, but you're also getting sense or measure of where they're really at, what they really feel like doing, whether it's true for them yeah. or not. The part of the process, I think, is this sort of thorough investigation of just hanging out and having a conversation about where people want to go and then setting up goals that they can take aim at and that we iterate over time. Try this or try this. And that seems to be pretty effective. Wonderful. So as a music, like whichever instrument are you most like you teaching people to learn guitar and all? But beside guitar, which is the instrument that you also like most? Uh, that I like the most, I would say guitar or the voice. I like to sing a lot. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my passions. It took me, that was a hard-earned skill. I didn't know how to sing before, but you put in the effort and you learn how to do it and it's, it ends up being uh, a lot of fun. So that and guitar, I would say, but I can play all kinds. I teach mandolin. I teach the bass. I teach ukulele. I can play a little bit of keyboard, although poorly, I would say, but enough to record something 
a nice little lick or supporting chord progression and that kind of thing. But guitar is probably my main instrument. Okay. Okay. And if you see that nowadays, like the way the music is produced, right? It's basically uh, they are mostly using uh, technology instead of the like uh, instrument, right? Because back then, 2010 or 2005, like in that period of time, mostly people are recording through their skills. Then they are just using that uh, music into their videos, like into their audios, like the song and all. But nowadays, it's if you want to create any beat or if you want to create any music system, then it's already on your uh, computer and artificial intelligence is creating these things in a very smooth way. So how do you look at these things? Uh, I think they're great. I think anything that you can use to create music with is an instrument. It doesn't have to, it could be digital, it could be an actual guitar yeah. or it could be Logic Pro. I use Logic Pro myself and I use a lot of these technologies that are in there liberally to create soundscapes that are a lot of fun. Uh, I've done, I, I have an EP out there that I did this way called Dogs of War which you can find, I'm sure that's online somewhere, Spotify or something. And I think I, I'm all for it. I think too, entering the conversation is artificial intelligence, how you can just create music by, based on prompt. I'm looking for the, I'm looking for the solution where there's this intro, I have this resistance. I would think a lot of people who are now, or especially my age, have this resistance to the idea that you could prompt based a song and then that would be that. And you didn't do any creative work for it besides the prompt, which one could argue probably is creative in, in itself. But I'm looking, what I would love to see is, an, say, an artificial intelligence platform that takes, say, a guitar, like I write a song on a guitar using chord, have a chord progression, burst chords, all that, and then give that to the AI and have them produce a track around that. That might be interesting to see. And all of a sudden, you have a collaborative kind of handshake with the machine, just as a way, just to see how things unfold. Yeah. And is it going to help you or like people like you in future? Yeah. I would think so. I think that we are, I think humanity is at a kind of crossroad. In short, specifically to music, you could say that, but it's not just music. I think movies and you see the writers and actors are on strike because you can see how immediately they, they can be completely and totally thoroughly affected. And it could be a good thing. People might be out of a job, but we may discover different ways of telling stories that say, if you think about this prompt, you have like platforms like Runway. I don't know if you've seen Runway where you can prompt base a video yeah uh, at some point it'll be we'll be able to prompt base entire movies and it'll be it'll prompt base the characters and the dialogue and all of that all you have to do is give it a suggestion and which sounds like a pretty destabilizing force i would think that we're probably going to go through a certain level of turmoil but but if you think about it you say an actor who's been in the business for a long time they could maybe work with a couple of different people to create stories using this artificial intelligence and no more would there be a kind of bottleneck at Hollywood, the Hollywood level, to on stories that are created. So it would be really fascinating to see what kind of stories actually do come out of this AI revolution. Once everything gets settled, how we all figure out how we're all going to make money or what the system looks like going forward is an interesting time. Yeah, got it. Got it. So basically, you are mostly focusing on coaching or you have like other options, online program or any kind of group coaching and all. Like if anyone uh, wants to get coaching from you, then what are the options? At the moment, it's just one-on-one. -on -one. Although yeah. I have considering doing workshops, some kind some sort okay. of workshop, writing a book specifically around creativity and music. And uh, that should be, that's almost, that's pretty close to time. Maybe a month away, maybe a month and a half away from that being finished. Fingers crossed. But using that book, probably create a workshop out of that I'm seeing but for the most part is one-on-one one-on-one okay yeah I've taught some students together to teach them how to how they can play together 
which is a skill in and of itself, how to listen yeah. to each other, how to engage with each other, immerse themselves in the music and everything. Derek, as a coach, what do you think, what are the most important quality when it comes to a successful coach needs to be coaches? I would say care is probably the primary ingredient in the recipe because it allows you to respond to the other in a deep way where you can see yourself in the other. And in that, I think it creates an active listening style where you can have a conversation with them on multiple levels. I think that's an important, probably the most important thing as far as coaching, at least what I've discovered. It's been 10 years now. I've been doing this for about 10 years. So I've been learning how to do this myself. At first, I understood I had some skill coming from the corporate world, how to develop and establish rapport and communicate on certain levels and yeah. things. But then learning other people, learning how to learn other people and how they like to learn, how they best learn to become their most effective selves is, is probably one of the most critical components to the thing. Yeah, basically you need to connect with them in at their level, not your level. Yeah, absolutely. It is, I would base their level. Go to their level no matter what, wherever you are, wherever they are somehow, but not this, not like up or down. It's more like you meet somewhere yeah. in the middle around common ground, probably uh, around a kind of inner yearning that they're looking for, some sort of passion that they're trying to access. Because we don't teach mm -hmm. that, right? And you don't teach that growing up. You don't teach that in school. You teach people English and math and science. And that's great. I think those are important things, but they don't teach you how to access what it is you really love to do. So that's something that we get to work on. Wonderful. Okay, Derek, uh, I believe that uh, since you have been doing all these things on the past 10 years, like a decade ago, uh, you have tons of success stories, right? So... Uh, can you share only one or maybe two examples of your coaching client success stories and what you believe contributed to its success? Yes, absolutely. So I have a student or had a student, she's since quote unquote graduated, I would say, and who came to me for, she was going to sing at a wedding and, and she was scared. She would get stage one. I know that intimately myself. And so we worked with, I worked with her for a year and then I started setting up open mics, little open mics at the house for people to come and watch so that she can get some exposure to it. And after working with her, it was great. She got up on stage and, and she, all of a sudden she looked directly at the crowd and she, she told a little story about who she was and why she was there. And I hadn't coached her on any of that stuff. It's just, but she just activated somehow and because she was so scared before and man, that was what a success that was she and then she went launched into the song and delivered the song and she landed the plane and, it was, and then another one student another rob he's a songwriter i would say and he's been learning how to sing with me he's more garrison keeler style voice although i don't think he likes that comparison very much but it's he has a great talk sing talk singing kind of voice and he had this workshop that he does every year songwriting workshop and finally, one year after working with me for a couple of years now, he had the workshop and he, we had a, we have 14 songs, I think recorded that we're going to turn into an album soon. And he performed them for the group over zoom when all of the, and the people there were like shocked by his transformation. He was some, one of the, one of the teachers who were leading the, the workshop said, Rob, you're a singer now. So that was, yeah, yeah. Good. it was nice. To, that's a good feeling for sure. Yeah. And you also, you must be getting the motivation from this kind of work and it always gives you that level of kicks to do more and more, right? Yeah. I feel like the, the process feels like we're trying to activate creative potential. In studying improv, you, you start to learn that the social environment around you in an everyday sense is improvisation. Like we're, in, we're improvising this moment, you and I, and we don't know what we're going to say next or how we're going to say it, but maybe have a general idea, but, but for the most part, it's freestyle. And to me, that's where you can access the depth of you. If you can get the mind out of the way and just 
be who you are from a creative perspective. That's what we're after. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Awesome. So Derek, let's talk about some misconceptions that revolving around coaching industry. Mm-hmm. What are some common misconceptions that you have noticed in the coaching industry? In the coaching industry specifically, my slice of the situation yeah. that is just about music. I think music is music plays really well as the metaphor for what we're doing. I think that what what we're really looking to do is relax the mind and get to get the person to a place of create to, to maximize their creative potential. And how does that work? I feel like that's a flow. It's a flow thing. Establish connected, establish your, with your flow in every in an everyday sense. That seems to do. All of it. Other than that, I think the misconception is that we are after a job, some job, maybe a job is in the picture, but it, to me, it feels like what we're doing is creating or fashioning elements that are strong suits and weaning out weaknesses that could be turned into strengths and putting that out into the world. And maybe that equates to a job. That's great. Or or maybe it equates to some sort of other performance venue. Yes. Yes. Correct. Okay. Okay, David, if you want to write a book, like you want to put all your life's journey experience, like your yeah. incidents that and write a book about yourself, like it's basically going to be your autobiography, then how do you name it and why? This is a trippy question, I have to admit, just to even think about it, activate something in me that's, but I thought it might be good, to, it might be fun to, to call the book, This is the Way. Okay, and why is it that? Yeah, because I feel like the way is to access your creative potential. Connect to the, the, a personal flow state that you can take you throughout your day-to-day existence from moment to moment. That becomes the way. And also, I was watching The Mandalorian, I think, when you had been And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. This is the way. Wonderful. That's awesome. Okay. So before we wrap up our podcast today, any final <laughs> message that you would want to give uh, with our, you would want to share with our listener? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So like your journey of self-discovery is happening now. Whether you know it or not, everything you're doing now is contributing to the story of you. Feel free to challenge yourself. Do things you've always wanted to try, but do them because you love it. Not for any expected outcome. The expectation of some outward success will activate your inner critic like no other. And even if you find success, if you're coming from that place, you'll find no lasting joy in it because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you find yourself in this situation, it's not the end of you. But it may be the end of what you're doing now, which will hopefully be the start of something new that you think you'd really enjoy doing. It's an iterative process, one that you can happily engage in until the end of your life. So it's never too late to start. Awesome. Tell us what is the best possible way to reach out to you so that our people can find you and get in touch with you. For sure. But the website I have is called thewayofthemusician.com. I have a, another website that has a more a body of work called Haberdasher Band. Haberdasher like the hat salesman haberdasherband.com and i have a tiktok channel called freestyle philosophers which is also another part of that the work that's uh more discussion i had been talking a lot about ai but philosophy spirituality artificial intelligence the things that affect our lives in, in a deep way yeah and that's where you can see me talk about stuff basically or reach out to me however you like okay okay Guys, do make sure you follow Derek, wonderful person with great personality, great journey, and you can reach out to him according to your coaching needs by tapping his website. So that was today's episode of Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Derek, for being on the show, and it was an honor to visiting you today. Very much appreciated, Subrat. Very much. Thanks again, Derek. So that's it. I am your host, Subrat, signing off, and you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. Bye.